Welcome to the Fiber for Breakfast podcast, a series that discusses fiber as the critical infrastructure for today's growing broadband needs. Listen in as Gary Bolton, CEO and President of the Fiber Broadband Association, speaks with industry thought leaders and experts about connectivity issues and the impact on the remote workplace. I hope you enjoy today's discussion, which will start momentarily. And remember to subscribe and like this podcast on your favorite platform. Morning, everyone. Welcome to the Fiber Broadband Association's Fiber for Breakfast. We're now in our 15th episode of 2021. 2021 is shaping up to be the beginning of the fiber decade. The new administration and Congress have $225 billion of broadband funding proposals all teed up. These proposals include Biden's $100 billion broadband plan, $80 billion in the Kleiben Klobuchar Accessible Affordable Broadband for All Act, $80 billion in Cologne's Lift America Act, $30 billion in the Bennett-King Bridge Act, $20 billion in the State Fix Act, and $15 billion in the American Broadband Build-Out Act. This doesn't even include everything that's going on in the states. And most of these plans and proposals prioritize fiber deployment with 100 megabit symmetric network. You know, the president is pushing for future-proof and long-term solutions. In addition to all these proposals, we do have $20.4 billion already appropriated, appropriated for the RDOF, you know, Rural Digital Opportunity Fund. A lot of activities underway at the FCC as they scrutinize the RDOF long-form applications, and we're seeing a flood of petitions on the ETC filings. So to find out what's happening with the billions on the table, you know, the Fiber Broadband Association at work on the Hill and the FCC, I encourage you to join us tomorrow, that's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern, to hear from the Fiber Broadband Association's lobbyist team of Perry Bayless, our regulatory attorney, Tom Cohen, of Kelly Lott, Kelly Dry to get the latest details from the Hill and at the FCC. During the webinar, we'll also hear from our public policy chairman, Ben Moncrief of Ceasefire, our public policy board liaison, Joanne Hovis, the president of CTC, and policy expert, Stan Finley of Corning. If you haven't seen the promotion for this webinar, please go to our Fiber Broadband Association website and under the events tab, look for a registration link for billions on the table, FBA at work on the Hill and FCC. So last week, you know, we examined the impact of video streaming on broadband networks. And this week, we're going to move inside the home and see what's going on at the customer premise and find out why data provides the key to winning on customer experience. But before I formally introduce our guests, I'd like to introduce Trish Ehlers from our team. We'll walk us through some housekeeping items. Thank you, Gary, and good morning to everyone who's joined us today. I'm gonna to quickly go over a few logistical items for you. If you would please keep in mind that everyone is in listen mode only today. To ask a question, please type it in the question box located in your control panel to the right side of your screen. We will host a Q&A session toward the end and try and get to as many questions as we possibly can. This presentation is being recorded and will be available to FBA members only on our website within 24 hours. You can find the recording in the events tab under the Fiber for Breakfast drop-down option. At the conclusion of the presentation, you'll be prompted to complete a very brief feedback survey. We really appreciate your input and would take, appreciate you taking the time. I'll now pass it back to Gary to introduce our, our panelists and get us started. Gary? Thank you, Trish. And again, again, good morning and welcome, everybody. I'm Gary Bolton, the president and CEO of the Fiber Broadband Association. And we have the perfect topic for today's episode of Fiber for Breakfast, as we all can agree that customer experience is king. And joining me today is Tyson Marion, the chief commercial officer for Plume, 
And if you're not with, familiar with Plume yet, you will be. Plume is revolutionizing the subscriber Wi-Fi experience with analytics, machine learning, and AI. And if you're a big data buff, like I am, you'll find what Plume is doing is awesome. Tyson Marion is the Chief Commercial Officer at Plume. He's bringing over 20 years experience in the fast-moving technology sector. He is responsible for go-to-market and core business strategy for the company, having held a number of senior management uh, and board-level positions at leading media and telecommunications companies. Tyson initially served on Plume's board of directors before joining full-time to spearhead the company's commercial operations. Having developed a strong commercial acumen as an investment banker with uh, Morgan Stanley in New York, Tyson's most recent appointment prior to joining Plume was at Comcast Corporation, where he's responsible for identifying, deploying, and commercializing uh, emerging technologies, primarily for Comcast's consumer services portfolio. Tyson holds a bachelor's in economics from the University of uh, Southern California. So welcome, Tyson. Thanks, Gary. Really glad to be here. Yeah. Well, so you're going to touch on some really critical topics today for our audience, such as optimizing customer experience, which will result in retention and new revenue streams. I'm certainly certain that our audience will be listening very keenly. You know, so for our audience, please type in your questions as you go. And at the end of the presentation, we'll get into some Q&A. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to you, Tyson. Great. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody uh, who's, who's tuning in. Thank you for, for joining. Gary's right. Uh, data has become obviously extremely important into how we all win on, on customer experience. In combination with Fiverr, and I'll talk about this, um, Fiverr presents a phenomenal platform for us. And as Gary mentioned, there's a ton of investment going into uh, Fiverr and the build out of Fiverr. What we like to think of at Plume is that Plume is really a very nice complementary partner to all of you who are out there building out these Fiverr platforms. And the key to winning truly is the data. So we'll go ahead and talk through that um, and please do ask questions. Uh, we'll get to those questions at the end. Um, and if not, you can always find me at Tyson at Plume.com. Um, so Gary did a nice job of introducing me. I've been not not only my plume in, in partnering with a lot of you folks today, uh, as Gary mentioned, I've been on the other side. I've been in your seat from an operations perspective at an ISP, a large ISP, um, really thinking about how to find new ways to generate revenue, to delight customers, uh, and to, uh, to to really drive home new experiences uh, within the, the, the you know within the customer's home itself. We've we've sort of we we so all sort of know this story that the traditional bundle that we've been selling has started to unbundle, and I think we know that story. So I'm not going to belabor that point here, but there are a couple things I want to point out. Um, historically, we've all been really really happy so long as people purchased a bundle of services. That bundle traditionally has been voice, video, and data, and what we've seen um, really accelerate is that people are less interested in the way that we deliver voice and less interested in the way that we deliver video. But if we take, if we dig a little deeper into why that is, I sort of find something really interesting. And that's that it's not that people are unwilling to pay for voice or video. It's simply the way that they consume it has changed. So if you think about voice and the way that we consumed it, it's not, again, that people don't want to pay for, uh, for, for communications. We do. In fact, we buy 
smartphones that cost $1,000. We subscribe to apps that allow us to communicate. But the way that we communicate is through things like Slack, text, WhatsApp, Facebook. And it's because we've transitioned to this on-demand world where we're all in need of this urgency. And what's interesting about that is that all of those services and the way that we communicate today were possible only because of the cloud. And when you think of video, it's the same story. It's really no different. It's an on-demand world. I get I, on-demand, I call a car. On-demand, I get my groceries. On-demand, I order food. On-demand, I want my video. And I want to watch what I want to watch. And I want to binge watch it. So it doesn't really lend itself. The way that this world has transitioned doesn't really lend itself to the way that we used to consume video in, in our industry. And so again, it's not because people don't wanna pay for it. In fact, I personally in my home have five different apps that we use. I also have a cable subscription and those apps actually cost me more money than does my cable subscription. But that video service as well was only enabled because of the cloud. And we would be naive to think that in the future, and it's already begun, that the data service will be transformed by cloud services. And that is really our beacon of hope here. What's, what's important to understand is that everything has transitioned in our space. Things have changed dramatically. Single place services, that data service or that broadband service has become the predominant mix in our portfolios, while triple place services have declined. So back in uh, the third quarter of 2019, we actually saw this change. And that's a really scary thing for us in our industry. If you take a look at the, this graph on the left, if we take a look at the, the service, the, the mix of product from a traditional service provider, what we see is that single play has actually become the predominant product mix within our portfolio. Corresponding on the right are churn rates. And the churn rate for single play is actually nearly twice that, it's almost twice that of what a triple play product mix uh, is. So single plays are somewhere in the call it 26 to 28%, while triple plays hover somewhere around 12 to 15%. And that's, that's the really scary thing about our industry. As everything moves to single play, it's fantastic that the broadband service is growing and will continue to grow. But what is scary about it is that people churn with single play services. There's two things that one has to do and can do to actually make that single play broadband service behave from a churn perspective just like a triple play service. And that's really to reimagine that bundle of services. So the two things we have to do is we have to find a way to offer more services. Clearly we know that works, that when you offer a customer more services and they accept those services, that they're less likely to churn. The second big piece of this is providing a more personalized customer care experience. It's no longer, it, it's, it's no longer good enough when a customer calls us to just say, well, go press the power button on the router wait 10 seconds, let it go, and, and all your problems will be solved. That's no longer good enough for them. What customers are expecting from us is a fantastic quality of experience and bespoke conversations to have knowledge about what's happening inside their home from the service that they're purchasing. And it's not cheap. The average, uh, average broadband service uh, across the globe is about $80, the equivalent of 80 US dollars. If you take a look at, at all broadband services, uh, large and small packages. So it's not cheap. So our customers are really expecting us 
to deliver a good quality of experience. And again, that's where that bespoke customer care comes in. The only way you're able to do that is to understand what's happening inside that home. Where the world used to be about the last mile, today it's about the last few millimeters. So we really have to be conscious and understand and have the visibility as to what's actually happening inside our customers' homes in order to help them and solve problems, preferably before those, those problems actually uh, rise to, to the customer's eyes themselves. And COVID hasn't done us any favors. Uh, it's, it's really accelerated kind of what we all thought was coming. But across the about 25 million plume households, uh, what we've actually seen is that there's been a 200% increase in weekday computer usage. That's not a surprise given that most of us are working or schooling or learning from home. Um, but we have also seen an increase of about 150% in smart home usage. Now, what's interesting about that is, well, why, why is that the case? Well, there's probably less things to do, less places to go given COVID. People are staying home more. Um, they're, they're not, go, they're not uh, going out for entertainment and stuff. So most of their entertainment is now happening inside that home. And then 120% increase in at-home device usage. Um, devices can be Nest thermostats, it can be Fitbits, it can be Apple Watches and those things. And what we've actually seen is there's been a tremendous increase in fitness devices. And that, that increase in usage of fitness devices actually outpaced uh, things like recreational devices like Roku or streaming. We call them fatness devices here at Plume, not fitness devices. But we've seen this tremendous increase. And what that means is that there's a much greater strain on your network. And that greater strain depending on what sort of uh, Wi-Fi system you have in that home, what sort of additional services you have in that home. The reason that's also scary is because most of the, most of the, uh, most of the services and, and solutions delivered inside of uh, a consumer's home is a hardware-centric solution. That hardware-centric solution is scary because of these numbers on the left. If you think about it, the world is changing and it's changing rapidly. And if you have a hardware-centric solution inside that home, meaning that you're limited to the capabilities of that device the second that it gets into that home, but you have this, this world, this evolving world that is not static and that that is going to grow and change and increase. And I like to give the example of a Peloton bike. Five years ago, we never knew what a Peloton bike was. Today, you can't get one for 12 months. I think there's a 12-month wait list for a Peloton bike, but it takes up a lot of data inside of our homes. And as I mentioned to you, those things like Peloton and fitness apps are increasing tremendously, but you can't, you can't have that static solution in the home and expect the quality of experience to be the same. One of the things I always say is, have we been trying to solve the wrong problem? Meaning, is, is, the, is the problem uh, the way we solve the problem inside these homes to provide more services, to give personalized care, uh, to improve that network, is it really to just go purchase another piece of hardware? Is it to find and explore business models like marketplaces, advertising, or even more over-the-top video? Are those really the, the, the right ways to solve the problem? And I would suggest to you it's not. Rather, it's more about taking an incremental approach and expanding on the things that we already have. And that's really where Boom is focused. So if you think about the way that broadband used to be delivered, 
And I'll explain kind of why this incremental approach works and, and how to think about it. But if you think about the way that broadband used to be delivered, it was very functional. It was kind of quite complicated. Um, it was very hardware centric. In fact, we used to think that um, the more antennas that sat on a piece of hardware, the better the service was going to be. And there was really no personalization. And the user experience was not so great. We all tend to forget things like our passwords and stuff. And if you had to change your password, first you had to figure out that you had to go to some website called 1.1. something. And once you got there, you really didn't know what to do. You were looking at SSIDs that were 14 characters long, and you just really didn't know what to do. And that was really the, the broadband and the Wi-Fi experience. Well, today things have changed. Today, at least in the boom world, things are really about the platform. The broadband service we believe needs to be much more interactive, and it is, and it's gotta be bespoke. So if you think about the world in which we live, we all have different devices in our homes. Our homes are set up differently. There are different things happening just outside of our homes. And so why should the service be the same for everybody? Well, we don't believe it should be. I like to draw a parallel to video. If we think about the video service, call it even seven to 10 years ago, the video service, remember it was very hardware centric. It came with this silver Motorola box about this big, a remote control that had about 50 or 60 buttons on it. And when you went to the guide, it was blue and the channels were like HCPPTV192. And so what you tended to do is just remember one channel and that's the only channel you went to. So your viewing experience was quite narrow. I remember I went to channel 33, which was ESPN. That's all I could remember because that was my experience. But then something changed, everything moved to the cloud and now you get DVR, dynamic search, recommendations, natural language processing to, to speak into a voice remote, poster art. The user experience has changed dramatically and those incremental things have resulted in about a $10 increase in the video uh, price that we can all, ARPU, that, that we can capture in, in our industry. All of those things are incremental services that have become the fabric of the video product. And we would never go back to buying that old video product ever. Um, and we think of the same thing in broadband. All of these services that I'm going to talk about, like cybersecurity, parental controls, adaptive Wi-Fi, those have just become the fabric of the broadband product. And if we look out three years from now, we I don't believe that anybody would ever go back and buy the broadband product of old. It's no longer good enough to just provide a pipe. It's no longer good enough just to provide speed. You must be providing more user experience, on-demand user experience, because we've already seen and the other products like voice and video, that that's what consumers are asking for. And those that do not offer these new services will not succeed. We believe that one needs to reform the bundle around experiences. So we've got this standalone broadband product, which is fantastic. This is where fiber comes in. It's this fantastic platform, and it's a platform to offer additional services. So I mentioned to you what we call adapt the flawless connectivity inside that home, the better quality of experience, uh, parental controls with what we call control, so that you have more control and knowledge and transparency of your home network. Guard, which is cybersecurity and protection. As we're all spending more time in our home with our kids, we wanna ensure that they're safe and that our networks are safe. And then finally, sense. 
senses, uh, think of this as, as peace of mind. It's almost like a form of uh, physical security. And essentially what that's doing is it's turning your Wi-Fi devices into sensors. So it's like sensorless motion detection. If you take all of those services and you wrap them around a broadband service, you now have a new bundle. And again, remember going back to our churn and that single play has become the predominant mix. This is what we mean by offering and reforming a new bundle of services around something you already have, a fantastic fiber product. So the combination of these things, we believe we can turn this single play service into one that ultimately acts from a churn perspective, just like a triple play service. And that's how Plume thinks about everything. We think about a core service and providing a suite of things around it. I won't spend a ton of time on this slide, but to orient you, there are four bubbles here. The two front-facing ones that are uh, in, in white, we have HomePass and WorkPass. So HomePass is purpose-built for the residential space, and it comes with all these nice services that you see underneath. And WorkPass is a suite of services purpose-built for the small business. And small business owners have their own needs. So again, it's gotta be purpose-built. And on the back side here with these two darker circles, Haystack and Harvest, Haystack is all around personalized customer care where Harvest is all around marketing to customers, capturing new net new subscribers and upselling uh, your existing subscribers. What's interesting about this is this is all delivered from the cloud. Again, this cloud concept is super important. And the partnership between Plume, a cloud-based company, and Fiverr is perfect because you're providing the best-in-class service to that home. Once you get in that home, this is where Plume uses data to ultimately deliver a better quality of experience and provide you, the service provider, with fantastic tools to give personalized, better customer care and to really understand that sense of urgency and need from your customers with something like Harvest when throughput may be an issue because now more services are running in that home. That's a perfect opportunity to, to reach out to that particular customer with a new offer at the time of need. And we do all of this with data. So HomePass, I just wanted to give you a quick look at what it looks like. The consumers have in their hand on their phone an app, and it has the services Adapt, which is better, uh, better Wi-Fi inside the home, Guard, uh, cybersecurity, control, parental controls, and sensorless motion detection. And ultimately, this ultimately gets branded as, as your service, um, your, your, your name as the service provider. But this is ultimately what HomePass is. Again, this is the front-facing tool that your, um, that your consumers will engage with. This gives you a path to market and to give you a sense on average across our 200 plus customers. Uh, our customers are charging the medium prices at 12, a little bit over a $12 incremental increase in ARPU for this HomePass service. Now we can't forget about the personalized customer care. So what we're using data for is to give you fantastic crystal clear 2020 visibility into that consumer's home and tools, any big board uh, that predicts when customers might be having issues or where issues might exist on the network and then give you tools to solve those problems. So these are the workflow automation tools that you as a service provider engage with on the back end, whether it's your frontline customer care agents, your tier two, tier three folks that sit and knock or signal, which is basically a big board of, of uh, potential issues that you can use these tools to solve. Think of a customer, uh, a call center 
with no phones in it, just a big board of potential issues and these tools that allow you to solve them before that customer actually calls in. That's what Signal is all about. Um, so this suite of tools, again, is, is for the service provider on the back end, and this is all based on data. And if you have your own homegrown tools for things like customer care, we've these are simply web interfaces. We have over about 400 APIs that can plug into things like operational and billing support systems. So to us, it truly is about data and that's what you're looking for. So the a, those APIs are basically just a highway for data to, to get back to even your systems so that you can use that data in, a, in an intelligent manner. So here's some data in action for us. So people always ask why, why does Plume work better? Well, here's a kind of an example of, of what our machines are doing in the background. We think there are four key issues and <clears throat> around a better Wi-Fi experience inside the home. We tend to see lots of interference. There's an opportunity to steer devices from bands and channels, and there's coverage issues. Um, at any given moment, starting left to right, about 60% of the homes have an interference issue. And what Plume system is doing, our machines are looking at the potential interference and basically taking devices that are connected to the network using a specific application at a specific moment and cha making changes to that network to ensure a better quality of experience. And just to give you a sense, we're, we're, we're optimizing that home network about 800 million times per month. From a steering perspective, we steer about 68% of the devices at any given moment um, need to be steered for one reason or another. And again, it, it's based on the device as well as the application that's being used and consumed at that very moment. While an Xbox may need something for latency purposes for the Halo game that somebody might be playing, a FaceTime call is all about packet loss. So the way that we steer that device and what we do with that device at a given moment is different based on that application. But based on our steering, we, we ultimately increase throughput within that home or that service by 275 megabits. And we're doing this 15.3 billion times per month. And then from a coverage perspective, we're always looking at coverage and, and how that plays a, a role in people's quality of experience we're taking 1.9 billion measurements per day across our network. And we're doing that to ensure the best quality of experience. And that can ultimately lend itself in, in the event that somebody doesn't have good coverage for you to go ahead and reach out and deliver an additional extender or something. And a lot of our customers do it for three or five additional dollars per month. And the take rate is extremely, extremely high. So I just like to point this out that we're, the machines are doing things in the millions and billions of times per day. And that's ultimately how we can deliver this better quality of experiences by using the data inside that home and with those devices to provide that better quality experience. Just a couple of things here, um, a couple of use cases. So we had, um, we took a look, IPTV is becoming a huge key differentiator for folks. You need to be able to steer those devices to five gigahertz and keep those there. Uh, Plume does this uh, seamlessly and ultimately offers a 4X improvement on throughput within that home. So it's a really important thing for a lot of you folks who are, who are providing video streaming services. And I can, I can stop there. I mean, I could go on about this stuff uh, all day. So being out of time, um, like I said, happy to provide 
uh, additional detail and, and talk in more depth, but uh, ultimately uh, really happy to be here. Thank you, Gary, uh, for, for giving me the opportunity to speak. Well, let's sneak in one question. Um, so one was, you know, with all the advances and uh, new Wi-Fi products such as Google Mesh, you know, it seems like home Wi-Fi networks are already easy to install and manage by the end users. So what opportunities are left for service providers? So can you can you repeat that question? You know, given that there's um, yeah. you know Wi-Fi products on the market, you know, what Google Mesh and so forth, that you know end users can go and just uh, procure themselves. What is the opportunity for service providers? Yeah, so a couple things. So about 87% uh, of, um, at least in, in North America, it's about 87%. In Europe, it's about 90% in, in Latin America and Asia PAC. It's about 97% uh, of consumers actually take their, their, um, their devices, their routers and stuff from the service provider. So the service provider has a tremendous advantage. Now, what's really important is that Google and Amazon are offering hardware-centric solutions. When you want to offer a new service, when we did, when we offered cybersecurity, parental controls, or sensorless motion detection, our system is basically just collecting data off that network and publishing it to a cloud. Within that cloud are algorithms that represent those services, and they provision a rollback down to the control plane at the device layer to take an action. A service provider um, with, in, in partnership with us simply needs to add a new algorithm. So health is something that will be released here in Q2 of next year from Plume. You, you will be able to offer new services and deploy those much faster than a Google or an Amazon would ever be able to offer because with Plume, it's a software-defined network. We are not reliant upon the hardware. So you as the service provider have this tremendous opportunity to offer your customers new services at an even faster pace than those cloud providers could ever do. So there's a tremendous opportunity there for the service providers. Great, well, hey, Tyson, thank you so much. You know, um, I really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, for our audience, you know, uh, please join us next week. We're gonna be discussing the five critical and difficult disaster recovery challenges with Jay Cadman and Todd Cuddy of IQGO. So you're not gonna wanna miss that. So thanks again for joining us today. And we look forward to getting back with you next Wednesday. Thanks, Tyson. Hope you everybody have a great day.